Verse 7 says, Be patient then, brothers and sisters, until the Lord's coming. See how the farmer works for the land to yield its invaluable crop, patiently waiting for the autumn and spring rains. You too be patient and stand firm because the Lord's coming is near. Don't grumble against one another, brothers and sisters, or you will be judged. The judge is standing at the door. Brothers and sisters, as an example of patience in the face of suffering, take the prophets who spoke in the name of the Lord. As you know, we count as blessed those who have persevered. You have heard of Job's patience or perseverance and have seen what the Lord finally brought about. The Lord is full of compassion and mercy. And so as we have read the scriptures here, I wonder what your success rate is when the scripture says to us, be patient. Well, truly, I can say with all integrity that I have failed this test a few times this past week. Um, but the most beautiful thing is, as I've been studying and reading through the scriptures, it has strengthened me even in the midst of these challenges when the word of God says, be patient. And oftentimes, I try and look and say, well, what is just the opposite of patience? Well, I guess it is um, to take matters in our own hands, to do something immediately without thinking, without praying, um, particularly when it's a challenging circumstance within our lives. But this is a wonderful truth that God's Word speaks to us about time and time again, because God knows we are human. God knows that we live in a universe that at times cringes upon us, and the pressure is on us to act within our own fleshly um, strength, and that oftentimes is for us not to wait and to be patient. And so I've entitled this morning's message simply, Wait. God is at work. And so whatever circumstances you are finding yourself in this morning, I believe God's word to you today is, wait, he is at work. And um, we've had many circumstances over the last little while where we've had to wait and to believe that in our waiting, God is at work. Straight away, I want to, emphasize to you that waiting does not mean procrastinating. Now, I know that some of you have started to write exams and have started preparing for exams. You can't say to your parents, wait, mom and dad, God is at work. Why are you not preparing properly? That's not the type of wait that we are talking about here. We are talking about being patient and seeing God at work. And we're going to talk about what this looks like and what the circumstances are about. We're going to look at three examples that will encourage us to trust God during a period of waiting or 
in circumstances where it is so easy for us just to not be patient and then to do something and we reap the negative consequences that oftentimes we have to live with for a long time until God can restore that which has happened within our lives because we have been impatient. Also, patience is a fruit of the Spirit. Now, some of you would be saying to me, well, Peter, in the passage that we've read, the Bible says, says endurance. It doesn't say patience. Well, my friends, that's why I think it is so important that as we do a word study and we look at what the word patience means, some writers say it means being long-tempered or they say that it means to endure and be patient or to be patient and endure. But the literal meaning is to remain under and it speaks about endurance under great stress for long periods of time. Patience means to stay put and to stand fast when you feel like running away. Have you been in that situation recently? Many Greek scholars think that long-suffering refers to patience with respect to people, while endurance refers to patience with respect to conditions or situations. But then to further complicate matters, we see that the Bible in this passage of Scripture speaks about being patient until the Lord's coming. Now, right there, I realize when I read that, that I do not have it all together. And I think not many of us do. And that's where patience is a fruit of the Holy Spirit, when you read Galatians chapter 5, verses 22 and 23, it's listed as one of them. And as a result, as we start out looking at patience this morning, you'll understand that this type of patience is only possible as the indwelling presence of God. Through faith is enabled within our lives. And so there is hope for us. Um, as we need to endure, oftentimes, within this world that God had placed us in. So, just where you are sitting this morning, what is the one event within your life that you would need to say, God, I need patience for it. But as someone put it, yes, Lord, I need patience, but hurry up. You know, that's oftentimes the expression that is associated with patience. And so we see here in this passage of Scripture that the Scripture emphasizes three people or three examples of people who endured whilst being patient and not taking matters in their own hands, but trusting God to enable them that at the proper time to act. And that's the important principle, at the proper time to act. I remember since coming to Switzerland, 
um, there's been times that I've had to be patient for long periods of time. And within that period of time, there was an aspect of endurance and persevering. I remember that one of the qualifications for us to stay in Switzerland was that I passed my B1 German exam, which is an advanced German certificate that I needed to have. Otherwise, we would be sent back to South Africa. And I only had a year to learn. And um, I realized that I needed to be patient, but I need to, needed to endure. And after three years, I managed to pass this exam. Um, and it was hard work, it was endurance, it was sweat and blood, and it was everything associated with that. It was really, really hard. And now I am bearing the fruit of that period of being patient and enduring. Because normally in Switzerland for South Africans, after 11 years, you can get citizenship. And so many of my friends are only studying now for the B1 exam after they've been here for seven or eight years. And I now already have the qualifications. So I'm sitting back and I have joy within my heart as all of them are studying and cramming in and, and trying to pass that exam. That's an example of long-suffering when you need to so that you could reap the benefit of it. And so there is certainly situations within our lives where we need to be patient and then enjoy the benefit of it later. And I can give you example after example after example of us being patient. If I wasn't patient, we probably would not have been here in Switzerland and enjoy the privilege of living in this country, but more pointedly serving God in the way that we are. And uh, the people here are amazing. The people who come is such a reward to us for that period of lung suffering. And so I want to encourage you this morning as you look at these three examples with me, that these men are examples of standing firm when things weren't going their way. And so the first example that James, who some believe was the brother of Jesus, gives us here is when we look at verse 7, be patient then, brothers and sisters, until the Lord's coming. See how the farmer waits for the land to yield its valuable crop, patiently waiting for autumn and spring rains. You too be patient and stand firm because the Lord's coming is near. And you'd say, Piet, it hasn't happened for 2,000 years. Well, that just gives you an example of how patient Jesus is before he comes back. So take courage in that. You haven't waited for 2,000 years yet. And so we see here that the farmer is an example of a person who has true patience. You see, in this passage of Scripture, James tells us when to be patient. So when do we need to be patient? We need to be patient when things appear to be impossible. And for the farmer, oftentimes, things appear to be impossible. And so we see here 
that as you interact with farmers, and of course this example was taken from a farmer in Palestine and the conditions there and how the farmer you know, um, got his fields ready for the seed, they would sow the seed, then they have to wait for the rains to come and then for it to be harvested. In a place where Jenny and I were a couple and I was leading the church in a place called Howick, we had a number of farmers in the church. And one farmer had a farm in a place called Lidgerton. Dave Horn was his name, a wonderful, wonderful man. And so oftentimes Dave would say to me, Piet, come, we must pray. He was a vegetable farmer. And we would go and we would pray on the lands because they had sown the seed. Everything was in the ground. They had done everything right, but there were so many variable circumstances that they were facing. And that's what farmers face. And at time, and I remember one specific time, as they were trying to grow vegetables, there was an infestation of insects. And he said, please come and pray, because we need to get the produce to the outlets. And I remember a team of us went, and we prayed with Dave and Brenda, and we trusted God for the farmer and what was happening. And then just the next season, it was so dry. And Dave said, Pierre, please come and pray. And we went and we prayed for rain. And so year after year, we had the privilege of interacting with the farmers and just to look at the conditions that they lived under and that they farmed other. I think the gospel is more apt to the farmer because we go, we prepare the soil, we send out the seed and we sow the seed but we've got to wait for the conditions just to be right for that seed to be turning to a harvest. Oftentimes, the, we need to wait for the rain, we need to wait for the sunshine, and uh, the conditions just need to be right for the harvest to come. So James uses this as an illustration that um, when do we need to be patient? We need to be patient when things are impossible. different conditions. We need to be patient while being expectant. A farmer sees the harvest before it appears, and oftentimes he needs to stand, see, but nothing is happening, and that requires immense patience. So when do we need to be patient? when things are impossible. James says, be patient then, brothers and sisters, until the Lord's coming. See how the farmer waits for the land to yield his valuable crop. Have you ever felt with your children that you've inputted so much into their lives, but you don't see the fruit yet? My friends, be patient. Because God is at work. I remember that as a family, we had to be patient with my father for many, many, many years before he came to Jesus. I remember in a church, the same place where we pastored in Howick, the one Sunday I preached, they came to visit. My sister was sitting next to my father, and as I gave the altar call, my sister just looked at my father, and he, she said to him, Dad, don't you think it's time? And my dad said, yes. And... All of the seed that my mother had sown and many of us started to bear fruit. My father walked forward 
and he gave his heart to Jesus. I think it was at the age of around 59, 60 years old. And for the next 20 years, he lived with us as a Christian. And I had the awesome privilege after that of baptizing him as well before we came to Switzerland. And it took my dad probably another 12 to 13 years before he got baptized in water. But again, we needed to be patient. And again, the seed yielded its fruit. My friends, be patient with your husband. Be patient with your wife. Be patient with your children because God is at work. When do we need to be patient? When people are complicated. James uses the illustration of the prophet here from verse 10 when he says, Brothers and sisters, as an example of patience in the face of suffering, take, take the prophets who spoke in the name of the Lord. As you know, we count as blessed those who have persevered. And we see here that he explains to us that we need to be patient when we experience difficult people within our lives or complicated people within our lives. And of course, as a pastor, this is something that I've oftentimes said to people that if you don't love people, you're not going to be patient with people. And patience is such an important truth when we um, work with people. And also within your workplace, when you work with fellow colleagues, you've got to be patient with them. And sometimes people are incredibly complicated, maybe because of their past, maybe the circumstances that they are in at present. Why do we need to be patient? with people when they are complicated. Simply because God is at work. The prophets experienced difficult people within their ministries within the Old Testament. Um, I just think about Jeremiah, I think about Daniel and other prophets who came and they were commissioned by God to speak the word of God to the people and so Believers and unbelievers, when they didn't like the message, they would persecute the prophets. And so for some of you who are in the workplace, within schools, within universities, that as you live your Christian life, as you have the privilege to speak about the gospel through your own experience, you will be persecuted. And the Bible says you need to endure during that time. And you need to be patient when these things happen. Why? Because God is at work. This is a time of personal suffering. And God has called us to suffer, to suffer for the sake of righteousness. And within the context that we live in today, Many of us will not live out our Christian lives, particularly within our places of employment in a wise way because we're afraid of being persecuted. Well, the Bible says, look at the prophets 
as the example for us to persevere and endure and to be the men and women that God has raised us to be. Because you see, my friends, he's placed the gospel within your life not to keep it silent. He has given you places of influence within your work, within your community, not to remain silent, but in a wise, kind, gracious, but a definite way to speak about the incredible work of the Lord Jesus, of what he did upon the cross, how he was buried, how he was raised from the dead, and according to this passage of Scripture, that he's coming back again. That seed of the gospel is placed within our hands. We cannot worry about the results or um, the consequences when we are faithful in a wise, loving, and a God-honoring way about what could happen. There's an endurance even when we are misunderstood by our friends, even some who are believers, but also some who are not believers, and even some within the workplace. Consider the prophets, James says, as he speaks to us. Suffering for the kingdom's sake. And in relation to the prophets, he says that there will be an eternal reward that will be given to us if we are faithful within this area. Are you working with complicated people? Are you living with a complicated person? Children, are your parents complicated? Of course, every teenager would say yes until they reach the age of around 30. So we as parents need to patiently endure how our children may see us. But my friends, there is an eternal reward. So we've got to be patient when people are complicated because there is an eternal reward that will be given to you in this area. And then let me hasten on. We need to be patient when problems are unsolvable. And that's pretty tough. And he gives us the example of Job here. Job persevered and was patient under severe testing within his life. When you read the book of Job, and Job didn't know that when he came under that severe testing, is that the devil had a conversation with God and said, look at your servant Job. He will not pass the test when pressure is placed on him. And God says, okay, let's see. And the story unfolds where Job lost his job. Job lost all of his wealth, and he had considerable wealth. Job lost all of his children. They died. And in respect to that, his wife remained. But at some point, his wife said to him, Job, you're going through such a difficult time. Why don't you just take your own life and die? What an encouraging wife 
to have. And even more so, his friends. He had a couple of friends with him who walked the journey with him. They were believers. And as he experienced testing after testing, they said to Job, Job, the reason why you are being tested is because you're sinful. You need to repent. And Job was not sinful. It was a trial that he was placed under. And so he had to deal with his friends' disapproval, his wife's terrible advice, and the fact that he had suffered personal loss in so many areas of his life. And then the questions came. And I think sometimes that's the hardest thing within our lives. When situations occur within our lives that we don't have answers for, the pressure is really on. And the Bible says here, as he speaks about Job, he says, from verse 11, and you know we count as blessed those who have persevered. You have heard of Job's patience and perseverance and have seen what the Lord finally brought about. The Lord is full of compassion and mercy. Wow. This man had so many questions, and he asked these questions to God. And for most of his questions, he never got any answers. But he needed to remain patient and wait for some answers, wait for some clarity. And sometimes, my friends, answers do not necessarily come verbally to you or intellectually to you. What oftentimes needs to happen is through circumstances at life, of life as we move forward, our answers are cleared up to us, but it doesn't mean that we get the answer. It is just that we learn to walk through it, and at the right time when we look back, we get those answers. And that's been my experience, that when I have answers, and I have answers sometimes monthly, and I say, God, I don't understand this. Don't understand what your word says here. It's not quite real. Are you really, really good when I see what's happening around me? And oftentimes, I cannot wrestle through these questions because intellectually, I'm just not smart enough for some of the things that happens within my life. And others aren't smart enough either, but I know that God is. But oftentimes, we cannot. manage the answers that God would give us. And it's only as we walk through life. Like I said to you guys, over the last month or so, um, there's been about five funerals of people that I know uh, that we had to just encourage people with um, far and wide. And oftentimes there are questions that we have. Why did this person die at such a young age? And oftentimes... You know, these questions are unanswerable. And so we see here that with Job, he persevered under severe testing. But this is the thing. There is always a promise when we are patient. <laughs> it's an amazing thing. We saw that with the prophets. We see here with Job as well. The Bible says in Job chapter 42 verse 12 that the Lord blessed the latter part of Job's life more than the former part. Isn't that amazing? God restored his life 
as he was journeying through this unjust situation with his wife, with his friends, supposed friends, all that was taken away from him, the Bible says, it was more than doubly restored to him. He again had children, wealth doubled than what he had. Why? Because the Bible says here that the Lord is full of compassion and mercy. I want you to know that today. He's full of compassion and mercy. When we came to Switzerland, there were many things that we needed to negotiate. And you can understand that at the age of 50 coming here. And um, after six years, I can truly say to you my testimony and that of James and Christopher in particular and Ryan in New Zealand is that the Lord is full of compassion and mercy. And he has blessed us so faithfully. But it's because he has enabled us to be patient and to persevere. So when to be patient, my friends? Be patient when things are impossible. Be patient when people are complicated. <laughs> and be patient and persevere when problems are unsolvable. With Job, we see that first God humbles Job and then honors him by giving him twice as much. My friends, as we saw last week when we looked at the good father, through every testing and over every period of trials, God's purpose is always to be full of compassion and to be full of mercy. Don't give up on him. Don't take matters in your own hands. When we are patient, we are saying, God, I trust you. When we are patient, it doesn't mean that we do nothing. No, if we had more time, I would go through some other points why we need to be patient, but I'm not going to talk about it now. But my friends, when we are patient, there's an amazing reward that comes from God because the Bible says that God rewards us when we are patient. James chapter 5, 11 says, as you know, we consider blessed those who have persevered. The word blessed means that he makes us joyful. He considered them blessed. It's an honor and a privilege to be able to be patient and persevere through these things. He considered them blessed. Hebrews chapter 6 verse 12 says, and I close with this scripture, we want each of you to show the same diligence to the very end so that when you hope, um, so that what you hope for may be fully realized. We do not want you to become lazy when you're patient, you're not lazy. He says, we don't want you to become lazy, but to imitate those who, faith, who through faith and patience inherit what has been promised. When you're patient, you will receive an inheritance 
because the Lord is full of compassion and mercy because he loves you. Now, what I would like you to do, please, is just to close your Bibles, just where you are sitting, I'm closing mine. And for one minute, I'm going to give you an illustration of the most patient person. And this is what Hebrews chapter 12 says, and I just want you to receive that this morning. He speaks about Jesus, the Hebrew writer, and he says, for the joy set before Jesus, he endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider Jesus, who endured such opposition from sinners, so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. Look at Jesus today. The other examples are good, but I want you to look at the great example of Jesus. He endured and he was patient for 33 years, knowing that he was going to die upon the cross. He endured and he was patient whilst being on the cross, taking your sins and mine upon himself. While he was dead in the ground for three days, he was patient until the right time for God's resurrection power to release him from death. He was patient as he was re resurrected from life to appear to people and to give us life in faith. He did all of that for us in the belief that we would receive him and for our sins to be forgiven. He's been patient until he was ascended into heaven and he's seated at that right hand of God praying for us. Consider Jesus this morning and he will give you strength. Let's pray. Father, we come before you this morning and we ask that you would strengthen all of us who find ourselves in situations like the farmers, like the prophets, like Job, where things are impossible or seems to be, when we live with complicated people and also when problems seem unsolvable. Father, would you come into our lives and would you allow Jesus this morning to strengthen us through the victory that he's gained for us on the cross. Would you come into the hearts of lives of people this morning, some who know you, help them not to give, us, give up and not to be weary. For others who do not know you, may they trust you today with their lives because you are able to bring them through this crisis of waiting within their lives. And so we commit ourselves to you in Jesus' name. Amen.